Hello, my name is Ben Wheeler, and this is the first of my podcasts since moving to Fiji. Uh, The aim is to um, interview and talk to people that I meet and know and find interesting uh, while staying here. And my first uh, interview subject, I'm very glad to say, is um, has been my Fijian teacher and my friend since I moved here. Uh, and I shall let her introduce herself. Hello. Well, Bulavanaka, as we say hello in my language. Uh, my name is uh, Savaira uh, Tumberi, and uh, I am from the second biggest island uh, in Fiji. But uh, I have lived more of my life in Suva, as you probably will find out later in the interview. Thank you very much. Yes, I, that indeed, that is going to be one of the first things that I hope we would talk about, because before I came to Fiji, shockingly, I thought it was like just one island. But then I found out that it's about 300 different islands. So could of you course. tell us a little bit about the, the, kind of the, the basic geographical mm-hmm. structure of Fiji islands? Uh, yeah, basically Fiji and uh, uh, Vitilevu, the island that uh, we are in right now, um, is the biggest uh, uh, island in Fiji and, uh, and this capital, Suva, that we have an interview from. Um, and uh, basically, uh, most population live here in Suva. Um, and because there's lots of urban drift, uh, people from the other islands, as we have heard before, uh, like the second biggest island. Although we have as uh, as much of the thing as we have here in uh, Suva, but more people, there's more job opportunities, and there's uh, a lot of um, education opportunity in uh, this island rather than my island. That's why there's more people living in Suva. Uh, the other island groups, uh, there is Taviuni, the the third largest, and it's called the Garden Island of Fiji. Mm-hmm. You must visit uh, Taviuni. I will, I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to Taviuni myself, and I, yeah, I, I, I tell you, you won't be uh, disappointed when you go there because it's a real Fiji out there. Uh, fourth, um, largest is Skandavu. Other than the islands, uh, well, get smaller and of course, uh, not all the 300 islands are uh, inhabited. There's some that are still empty. Right, yes. Did you mention Vanualevu? Well, because Vanualevu is where I'm from. Um, I'm actually from the furthest point of Vanualevu. Uh, if you've been to the two most central parties, Lambasa or Savu Savu, the two towns in uh, Vanualevu, I'm the f- from the furthest point, uh, which is uh, untouched, basically because unspoiled, unspoiled, uh, because the road actually doesn't go up to where my village is, so you have to actually have to get off uh, where as far as the road can take you, and you have to go by boat, by the little boats to wow. to my village. And we'll go there one day together. Yes, you must come. That's the paradise, the hidden paradise in Fiji. And that's real Fiji. Yes, the real Fiji is out there. 
So the, uh, the, the name of the sort of the indigenous Fiji people, I was, I was looking at a little uh, documentary, a mm-hmm. little sort of TED talk in preparation for our interview, and uh, the guy was saying that Itoke, the name yes. of the Fijian people, you're Itoke, and we learn a, a dialect of Itoke, right? A sort of bar is... Mbao. Bao mm-hmm. is the dialect, the yes. predominant, the main dialect, yes. or just for this particular area? Mbao um, is, is an island, right. a little island, but it's called the, the Chifli Island of Fiji, because um, since early Europeans came into Fiji, uh, Mbau was where King Vakombau, the king that was, um, he had the, the ceding of Fiji to, to Great Britain. Right. Yes. Uh, king Vakombau uh, was ruling, he was the, the chief of Mbau then, and because uh, he had uh, made friends with the, uh, with the, with the uh, European people, yeah. but he had able to get some pistols, so he was able to become. Uh, he had to gain more um, territory with the using of the pistols, right. and then he was becoming uh, famous. And it's uh, because of this that he had uh, more territory than the than King Maafu was from Tonga, who also had uh, uh, been in Fiji at the point. Um, he declared himself the king of Fiji, mm. and then his dialect became the official Fijian language, ah. which is the Bauan. Yeah, yeah Bau, Bauan. Uh, yeah, that's uh, has become the official Fijian language. Right, I see. Um, so now I think we're going to talk about Fijian culture mm-hmm. and potentially gender politics. So mm-hmm. it's quite interesting the way that masculinity and femininity are viewed here in mm-hmm. Fiji, as it's interesting from culture to culture always for mm-hmm. me. Um, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about the expectations of men and the expectations of women here in Fiji, mm-hmm. uh, maybe traditionally, and then maybe how things are changing a little bit in mm-hmm. modern Fiji. Well, um, with uh, Fijians, we live in a, a patriarchal yeah. society. Yes. Yes. And um, um, it has been like this for lots of generations. Uh, man is always first mm. in uh, in the Fijian culture. Uh, man have the say uh, because of our culture, because and because we live communally. Uh, often you, uh, it's been hard for me to single myself out because I have to be like the others, the man, the women that. Uh, has to respect their husband, has to wait until the man eats first. And uh, even if the man were just drinking kava and the women were doing everything else, we still have to keep the best food for the man and we can share the leftovers hmm. or what has been, whatever's been left there. But um, as a woman, uh, um, uh, generally, I think things are changing uh, for us. 
Uh, we have lived long enough in this uh, culture of being uh, always like in second place. And uh, we know that uh, because we, we all go to school, we all have learned the same, like in education everything is equal, like men and women as in any country. And we've learned that actually women can do better, like here in Fiji, women are getting to be better in everything. Mm. Uh, I could be just talking about myself here. Well, that's fine. That's why I you asked know? you to come talk. I'm, yeah. I'm interested in your opinion. Uh, like to to say no, it's uh, quite hard for men to say. Mm. They lose face when they say no. Well, I think that's important, isn't it? it when when um, a, a group of society like men has uh, dominance yes. uh, traditionally, then they don't like to give that up. And yes. Sort of traditionally, with with women's exactly. being more nurturing and yes. after the family, I think that's where some of these yeah. ideas that you're talking about yes, are coming from. Of course, yeah, and I know the man yeah, wanted that part of the culture as long as they can because yes. they can still do whatever they want. But of course, because I said women, education has opened our eyes, and with the presence of uh, you know the human right, the women's right in Fiji. That has also played a lot of role in uh, changing women's idea yeah. uh, that uh, we don't have to be uh, always, uh, you know, um, like Fiji has a very high record of women being uh, harassed, being sexually, you know. Yeah. I don't know if that's okay to be talking about it. No, that's, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. We're talking and, uh, about what's whatever. I mean, I think I... I did a little bit of research about yeah. the women's movement in, in Fiji, and I think it kind of really yes. started to grow, to gain power and popularity in their 80s and 90s, yes. maybe, and some of the first demonstrations were anti-rape mm -hmm. marches and exactly. against domestic violence. Yes, and that kind of yes. Uh, and yeah, I'm thankful with uh, women, uh, women's right and human's right that uh, they've taught women that they don't have to be, you know, like taught it all their life or they don't have to be in a relationship that they're not happy mm. in. Um, I know that uh, Christianity has a lot to play with this too because you know how in the past we're told to to stick with our vows you know mm. and women. Well I, I, I there's a, a line in the Bible I think that says wives should always submit to yes. every, in everything to their husbands no, yes. and this was in the talk that I that I looked at that suggested mm -hmm. that's why it was hard for women for yes, so long to exactly. that. Yes I know uh, like uh, for many women that go through this and they always you know like in the middle they're caught up in this uh, they believe their faith you know and believing in that line that you said mm. and also at the same time they want their freedom you know and uh, I have uh, often talked to women who feel that uh, you know often they always have uh, what should we say? Uh, women are not liberated, you know, mm. and uh, because of the Christian belief. But then, uh, this other way that I want to talk about Christianity, because uh, let alone like in Christ, uh, being Christian doesn't mean that uh, you have to carry all this load all your life. Mm. There is a way out for us spiritually. Yeah. 
so we believe that uh, if you if you're a committed Christian and you commit all your problems to the Lord, we know that there's a way out, and that we and we believe that uh, 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 we can be set free from all this. Yeah. Uh, often uh, I have uh, talked with women that has uh, gone through this all their life until death, you know. Mm. Uh, I have had a friend who was almost was beaten to death by uh, by the husband, and even though we have talked a lot, uh, and then uh, often like we shared, I thought I was going to help her if uh, take time take away, but the husband was always going after her, and uh, but uh, I think uh, um, generally uh, Fijian women uh, now with the law that uh, man would be arrested if they uh, lay their hands on women. I think that has, that has been really good. Right, so yeah. this is, the, when yeah. did that law come in, do you know? Is I it? think I only became aware of this because, uh, uh, you know, of the little boy at home. Yes. Uh, because my husband wanted to go and see the dad. Like if they, if a woman reported about uh, the husband and mm. been uh, arrested, they, Police come straight away, take the man, and they and they wait in this place in prison until yeah. they take them to court. Anyway, so my husband went, but he was surprised with this many men. Right. Like there was like forty-seven of them, mm. and I only only knew the number because the the, the prison officer told me, wow, "All these men are here," and they said, "Well, they have uh, harassed their wives, right. just for that weekend." So, I know it's getting uh, crazy, but at the same time, I think women are feeling a little bit better, that they are safe in their own family, mm. that they are safe in their community, because the law is, uh, you know... It's on their side. Yeah, it's on now, their side. More than it ever has exactly. Um, and uh, for this, I'm forever grateful for the, for the for community like Fiji, mm. where men... Uh, think that they are dominant over women. Right. Yes. So things are changing. Things are changing. Slow, very often. I mean... I think uh, it's uh, changing fast. Oh, that's good. For now. It was slowly, like, uh, uh, maybe five years ago. Now it's... Yes. Picking up. Yes, it's picking up. Excellent. Yes. But yeah, last of all, yes. I think um, I'd like to talk about some of your role models. Yes. People that you look up to. So. Okay. Um, actually, I meant me being the role model. Ah, okay. Even better. This is how I actually talk to people. Like, be a role model. Always be a role model. Uh, wherever you are. Mm. I mean, I, I, I'm a working mother, grandmother. And uh, I almost spend a lot of my time teaching because I teach until 7.30. And uh, when I go home, the children are getting ready for bed. Mm. So uh, depending on the night that I'm not uh, teaching till 7.30, I try to sit with the children and uh, to talk to them and uh, teach them what I want them to become. And at the same time, be that myself. And it's, 
Because it's very common in Fiji that you're teaching something else and you're doing something else totally different. Right. It's, uh, I've taught my children, like, they often tell me, Mom, you're, you're doing this. And in the way I said, oh, I'm so happy that they can bring me into reality. And I said, okay, thanks, son. I, I really appreciated me telling me that. Uh, often when I have friends over and we talk and we often talk, you know, of, and I lead to talk to about people and my one of the sons just come to mom. I think it's just nice to talk about someone. Even my friends would say, oh my God, is that rude? I said, oh, no, I think it's what they've been taught. Yeah, 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 it's kind of, and it's sometimes nice to see yes. that standing up for that sort of, yes. you know, obviously as grown-ups we sometimes gossip, but yes, it's, it's, I know. it's nice that, you, yes. that you, like you say, you get pulled back to reality, yes. you get that child's eye view. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, because sometimes I try to defend myself, no, Oli, no, there's no two way about that, it's... Uh, Stop making excuses, Mama. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know... Uh, and uh, most of the time, I'm the MC in church. And I often, and it's because we have a youth ministry. And it's often like, uh, I always stand up and face that I want to be a role model to these uh, girls and boys, you know. Always been the, yes, and you. And I try to, every time I'm with them, because they have lunch with me every Sunday. I was calling home to check if they're helping out with the cleaning of the house and, I pay them a little money, but uh, yeah, like when we go out into the village, you know, I can be really snobbish and just, but you know what, I mean, in the village, I'm just like one of the people in the village. Yeah. Yeah. At least I try to get to dress nicer now. In the past, I used to just wear a skirt and top and uh -huh. top of the village. And uh, when they have this, uh, like the night they have the dancing, every woman will dress up really nicely. And I will be just in a skirt, you know. And then there was, you don't have any Sula and Chamba? The women in the village would ask me, and I said, oh, yes, I'll try and get to wear those in the village. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just to be a role more like, uh, uh, like my daughter. Uh, she, you can't believe that she's my daughter. Because hmm. she's lives his own person. Um, very independent. Very independent. Right. Very, she wears what she wants and she... Well, there's a funny story attached to that, I think, where, where some of the clothes you bought her, she wasn't wearing. So you <laughs> can we tell this story? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if it was coming out of them, those, because I usually, you know, and... Um, I would go to, oh, that will fit my daughter. And she was the only girl. I had three other children, three other sons. But, uh, and I would pick the nicest dress to, for her. And when I show it to her, look, I bought you a nice dress too. Oh, that's really nice, mom. And then, oh, she goes, put away in a drawer, and that's the last thing you see of it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I check out her clothes, cause, and then, when she goes to church, it's always wearing the same things. And, Why can't you wear the dress I bought you? Oh, it's not ironed. Oh, it's, uh, she'll have some excuse. So I make my business ones that I take all this dress and give it to the people, in the children in the village, which they really appreciated. 
Oh gosh, I can't believe it. You know, like even like curtains and uh, pillowcases that I was going to throw away. Mm -hmm. But I see them in the houses and I, oh my God, you feel so good that you gave it to them and throw them away. Anyway, the dresses, so we went in church. So this time I took her with me to the village, but I had taken the dress uh, trip before. Right. So we were sitting in church, and then this girl came and walked in, walked past us, and I saw my daughter look and said, Mom, you know, that's just like the dress you bought me. And I said, <laughs> oh, yes. And I think, oh, gosh, I hope that's the last girl that wears a dress like that. And then comes in the girl <laughs> with the other dress and then oh, I hope she doesn't see her and she said that and then the third one and went mom you didn't give all my dress to these girls <laughs> rumbled <laughs> and I said I did and look they're wearing them to church and they love them you know you should have seen their face when I gave them to them yeah it just they slide up their face. Now I have a big uh, box of uh, uh, the man, my husband's clothes and my son's. And because the son has gone to Hawaii, left all these clothes, I'm going to pack them and take them to the village. They are well received. Oh, the village loves them. Well, I, you know, I think... I think we've been talking, it's two o'clock. Oh, yes. So I think uh, we will wind up the interview yes. now. I will say, Savaira, thank you so much for being my, for being my it's first been interviewee. Um, it's been amazing. It's just been like always how we just sit and we I chat know. and we have a laugh. Um, we forgot the microphones in there, <laughs> I think towards the end, definitely. Um, but thank you once again. Vinaka um, Vakalevo, I should say, really. And we'll, we'll call it a day there. Vinaka. Mode to all the listeners. Mode Manda. Mode Manda listeners. We'll be back. I'll be back with another interview soon. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.